0: Hi, I'm Georgia Love and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast.
1: What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch your full shows. Must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Does your excess, hex, debts, rest And then just join us while we start On oh, our bachelor, bachelor
0: Hello and welcome back to The Bachelor of Hearts. A Bachelor Australia podcast where love is made up because Kira and Jared fucking broke up and everything is Whoa!
1: We are talking about it already. (laughs) Xavier, how do we, what do you, I don't know how we get into this. Well, I mean, you're right. Uh, It would be wrong of us to even begin trying to talk about, you know, what's (laughs) going on in the world of The Bachelor... Without, um, without discussing this, uh, and those of you who are just joining us for this season might not be aware of uh, the relationships of past, but obviously this is our 50th episode, mm. um, so we, we've got a little previous ground that we've got to cover and, you know, uh, uh, finish, you know, tell the end of all of these tales that we've been weaving. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to tie up
0: all our little Vulpix tales and uh, wrap them into one neat um, bachelor rat honey badger bundle. Mm. Kira, Jared, Broken Up, does love exist? I know there's love between you and I,
1: Xavi. Of course. There has been for 50 episodes now. 50 whole Um, episodes. But it's rattled me. Yeah. Um, So they've been together like roughly eight months, I think. And then uh, just the other day, I think, what was it? A couple of days ago at the time of recording. Yeah. Kira announced the breakup on her Instagram page uh, with what else? A, A screenshot from the Notes app. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's just how it's done uh, and it read uh, it is with a very sad heart but I have to let you know that Jared and I have split up and then an ellipsis with four dots I wonder I've, we've, I couldn't analyze this for months but it's not like a national <laughs> treasure situation <laughs> has Jazza said anything about this? no It's so that's the interesting thing I guess is it's, uh, it's one-sided at least at this point although these things tend to move quickly so by the time we get this out we could all change yeah, his last um,
0: update with Kira in it was 11 August, and uh, she wrote back, you love it, and he, Michael D. Turnbull also responded with some um, praise hand emojis, and that was yeah. a mere 16 days ago, Xavi.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Sometimes these relationships will go on for a while, uh, or oh, oh, I'm sorry, will appear to go on for a while after they've actually... Maybe have ended behind closed doors. You're thinking you know, an Ariana of... Mac Miller situation. <laughs> That's definitely what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it is disappointing. Um, well, I don't know. Not disappointing. Would That's you... a word that Kira used. In
0: here's sorry. Here's my question about this. It is kind of disappointing. Would you have picked them to be the couple that lasted longest from Paradise?
1: No. Although technically they're not um at this point uh megan and jake are still actually together oh. they, te- they technically didn't really get together well uh, they were together on the show kind of split up but then in a post exit interview we're like oh we're, we're actually still together and the real love story is only just beginning kind of oh. thing. and to my knowledge i think they're still together i hate that well yeah that wouldn't have been the one that i picked to stay the longest either um, Interesting, me but- and
0: Brody, a uh, former guest of the podcast, Brody Lancaster, were uh, hanging out together at a music festival earlier in the year. And we ran into Jake from The Bachelor by himself. Mm. No Megan Marks. Mm. Just saying. Is that love story still alive? <laughs> or are the flames <laughs> of romance extinguished?
1: Is it possible to be in love with someone and to go to a music festival on your own? Who could say? Who could post it on their gram? Who could do that? Mm.
0: <laughs> um now what was the other thing that i had to say about this oh yeah i hate it and love is dead
1: yeah well it's distressing because like while they may not have been a couple that we anticipated uh working um they certainly over the course of the show really seem to prove themselves and yeah. they seem to like complement each other and um yeah certainly it's Distressing for me to see that Jared will be back on the market. <laughs> is, Jared, is Jared the next Bachelor? Oh, no. <laughs> see, it <laughs> ain't so.
0: He 100% is, right? At this point, He almost uh, like he's back on Paradise, and then he's the next Bachelor. It is almost certain. Do
1: you reckon they can do... like? Can they make him the lead of a show? Will people buy into the weird black hole of charisma?
0: Yes, I think that they'll remake him. They'll reshape mm. him as a man during next season's Paradise.
1: Mm, I bet I mean that I would be fascinated. That would be one way to get me really interested in what happens over the next year or so in bachelor.
0: Here's my other question. Were the burgers just not good enough?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Go
0: back to uh episode what would have that, that have been 48 48? of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um where of course in their beautiful getting together speech in front of Gunsberg and the entire country, Jared went on this spectacular rant about how Kira would always be there to supply the burgers for him. Mm, and what the, a that was the burning romance. question: Where's my burgers?
1: Mm. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe he found out that the burgers are actually better at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, we should probably mention that Kelly's not here for this episode. We we said at the oh, end of the yeah. last Yeah. Uh she overseas. She's touring in the in Europe and the UK. So um sorry, Kelly fans.
0: Yeah, Kelly fans are so sorry about that, but you're gonna have to put up with um this idiot and the sweetest, kindest man in the world talking about the Bachelor uh season what, six are we on now? Something like that? Uh-huh. Six years? Yep. Six seasons? Yep. Yeah. Um, there was a bit going on in Batch World this week as well, like actual live to air Channel Ten Batchy.
1: Hmm. Oh, I I've got some yeah some other really fresh news, Max. Do I don't you? know if you made Yeah, I don't know if you've even seen this. We haven't really talked about it. Um, I last week I mentioned there were really good ratings and the season was going quite well. Yeah, it actually seems like it's dipped. Oh no. Um, Yeah, there's been some pretty disappointing ratings and, like, I don't know, mixed, maybe poor public perception of The Bachelor this season. Oh. So, earlier today, Network 10 have made this announcement there's going to be a change for the rest of the season. Uh, And so, instead of Nick Cummins, we're actually going to be watching Scott Morrison searching for love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You set me up.
1: Mm, Did I?
0: Yep. Did I tell a fib? I can't believe it. You... Set me up and then you knock me down like I
1: was a mm. set of ten pins. Mm. I'm a topical ointment. <laughs> 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 uh, what
0: else happened in batch? Uh, no, I've heard Love some rumors.
1: Dead.
0: What are your rumors?
1: I've heard, I've been reading as I love to do, uh, and it's Virgo season, so I feel justified (laughs) in doing so. I've been doing my research, hitting up the forums as usual. Rumors are swirling at the moment that this season, Honey Badger season, is going to end with not a romantic happy ending, not a wonderful proposal, but in fact maybe an awkward announcement that this relationship, whoever it is with, has not gone the distance, and it's... It's a little conspiratorial. It's a little like, you know, it's it's circumstantial evidence and stuff like that. But there are a couple of interesting points being made by these people. For example, um, we were talking about the Kira and Jared split and how Jared hasn't yeah. mentioned anything on his Instagram page. Have you had a look at Nick Cummins's Instagram page over the last little while? No, I've done no snooping. So there's not a huge amount to look at there, um, and that's not me being critical of his appearance or anything like that. But <laughs> but but one thing that really stands out to me that I hadn't really noticed before is he doesn't mention being the bachelor or the bachelor or even have like the you know pretty standard rose emoji on his personal profile, which has got hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff. And it's started making people wonder why isn't he talking about this? Why isn't he tying this in with his personal brand, even though obviously his face is being splashed around everywhere at the moment and that sort of thing. There's one recent post from, uh, you know, this week, the the second week of the show, of him wearing a suit next to Russia Ginsburg. But yep. that's about as far as it goes as, as as far as like actually acknowledging that he's on the show seems. Yeah, I'm scrolling Which I back find... through this right now, and it's very odd, isn't it? That does strike me as odd.
0: Is he that kind of bloke? Is he the kind of guy who's like, yep, I'm on the program, but not, we're not making a big deal out of it? Like, I don't understand. what is. Is
1: this just who he is? Or what's going I mean, on here? I, I want to believe that that might be the case, because I almost feel like that's kind of cool. Like, if you're too cool to acknowledge you're The Bachelor or whatever. But that's pretty sick. you would think... If they were paying a lot of money to get a celebrity to be on the show, you would think that it would be a priority for Network 10 to have him use his considerable, uh, you know, uh, public...
0: Social cadence, absolutely.
1: Right, to to draw more viewers to the show and to drum up excitement about it and that kind of and thing. And so we're and talking
0: 370,000 followers that the Badger's got.
1: Right, not a small number of people. Yeah. So in-
0: interesting tonight, it appears that he's out... Uh, yeah, six hours ago, he just posted a, a an Instagram story of himself uh, sitting by a naked flame. So, mm. what is he even? What's going on there? And can we see who he's following? Let's just have a little quick look through here. He's following Danny Minogue. Mm. Um, oh, maybe
1: he's together with Danny Minogue. He's following on
0: the Sly. How interesting! He's following my friend Amberly, who used to be a mid-dawn presenter on Triple J. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Hart. I maybe just,
1: he's gotten together with Kevin Hart.
0: Maybe the honey badger and Kevin Hart are together. Do you know we're going to go down the um the rabbit hole here, but I saw link uh Kevin Hart um competing on a celebrity high stakes $300,000 buy-in poker tournament last Shit. night and he was kicking, butt.
1: huh, yeah, well, there you go. I would have thought I mean, he's got such an expressive face. But maybe he's got a lot of control over it as well. You
0: would think he would be full of tells, but he, uh, as it turns out, is not. He was Mm. really, really good. He even kicked the butt of, uh, like, he bluffed Phil Helmiath. I don't know if you know Phil. He's, like, one of the most uh, recognizable poker players in the world for being an absolute weirdo for the past 15, 20 years. And also, just having a huge ego about how good he is at poker, and watching Kevin Hart take his money was a uh, true joy.
1: <laughs> I now, guess it's we've hard not to be down, in his court.
0: We've gone down a weird rabbit hole.
1: Yes, you could say that. Maybe uh, we should get back on track.
0: <laughs> we should probably get back on track here. It is super odd that the, the Bachelor is really not showing any amount of, like, chat. He's not giving any, any good chat about him being the Bachelor.
1: Mm. And now, also what else could, other... what else he got here? Well, the, just the other things that have been raised are some of the other interviews he's given and that sort of thing. Press for, you know, in advance of the show like him appearing on uh The Project and him appearing on uh Kyle and Jackie O and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And and at this point it really starts getting into people's personal speculation about his like mannerisms and that sort of thing. Um but he's made some somewhat inappropriate comments. and uh, But uh, I think generally the focus is just like, in all of his interviews, he's been talking about how nice it's been to go on a lot of dates with a lot of women and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think people's sort of preconceived notion of him as a bit of a playboy or whatever, or as a sure. you know, famous hunk or whatever, yeah. uh, they're being reinforced uh, with a bit of confirmation bias or whatever. And, and I, it's I, it's not our place to necessarily say true or false.
0: Now, I have some other rumors that I have heard through inside sources. Um, inside sources? Yeah. Friend of a friend of a friend is friend <laughs> with the badge.
1: Wait a sec. You don't know anyone who knows the badge, do you? I
0: absolutely do. Well, I don't know a anyone friend who. Friend of kno- a friend of a friend. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. So, my friend's friend knows the badge.
1: This is why people come to this podcast for this yeah. kind of inside scoop. Well, you
0: just—I'm just in uh, somewhat of a privileged position. I can't reveal names. Um, friend of a friend knows the badge. Yeah. Okay. Show wraps up. Badge calls his mate, and he's like, "Come on, we're going to the outback." Right. What does that mean?
1: What? <laughs> See, that's your exclusive scoop. Yeah. That no one else knows about, except your friend of a friend of a friend, is that he yeah. went outdoors. <laughs> a man who no, famously no, 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 no. loves... What are you reading into it, then? So, Forgive me if I'm not okay. catching your hint. Okay, so Badge calls his mate. And yeah, I like, heard that. Yeah,
0: and he's like, come on, we're going outdoors for a few weeks. We're going away for a bit. Got it. What does that mean?
1: Mmm, now mm. you're real, uh, yeah, Interest. yeah, because you can't, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: what does that mean?
1: Well, <laughs> you know, best left unsaid, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of those things.
0: Here's the other thing that we got to raise. What's that? Shannon. Do you know about this?
1: I don't, well, I mean, I, I know her from the show. She's been on TV. What, She's
0: what do you got? made an r- actual real... Actual serious real talk. Shannon did a real bad thing on Instagram. She used the M word. Wait, seriously? Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wait, um, what? I didn't hear yeah. about this at all. Since deleted captions from six to eight months ago, she was captioned with the same bloke uh, two times, and she used the hashtag word. and oh. there was a great deal of, of backlash online regarding that, and uh, yeah, everything that has come from it for Shannon, she's apologized in an instagram story she said that's my person of color black friend and it was a personal joke between us Ooh. i know hey uh,
1: yeah Gross. yeah cuz she's I getting know. such an innocent like sweet perfect girl edit i think on the show truly uh uh yeah wow yep so um, there's
0: a little bit there to think about in terms of uh shannon going mm. forward as well. Um obviously uh, people make mistakes but it the year is 2018 and you can't make that mistake.
1: Right. And yeah, uh, well. Don't yeah. do
0: that. And also if you are the producer of the show, I mean, mm. I th- I want to think highly of people who are producers of media because I come from that place. Mm. You want to go through your bachelor contestant's social media and say, Oi, delete that,
1: please." Right. right. And we've seen and we've seen uh people particularly on u s bachelor who uh you know and again it's I guess it's speculation, but um who have had previous tweets and posts and stuff resurface that are horrible in nature, and the speculation has been they were picked because of that like, yes line true of thinking true true or whatever I yeah. desperately hope i mean there there aren't <laughs> there aren't enough races being represented for uh <laughs> racism subplot to even really take off. Uh, Which is a grim thing to acknowledge But um, that's the show Um, But yeah, gosh um,
0: Hat tip to the Daily Mail The um, ever-investigative source of all possible Bachelor Goss
1: Mm. Well, that feels like a good roundup Yeah, let's talk about the episodes that were actually on television this week Uh, Beginning with The Bachelor Australia, Season 6, Episode 3. So, Osher greets the women and presents them with this week's single date card, which reads, Our paths have crossed before, but that was a lifetime ago. Let's reminisce on the course. So, most of the women assume that it's for Cass, but it's actually for Brittany, who, if you'll remember, was probably, or I think, They rewrote history this episode and decided she was definitely born in the same hospital as Nick.
0: This is tenuous at best (laughs) and super fucking mean to Cass.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I agree. Um, (laughs) It's one of uh, probably a thousand times where the camera will pan on Cass looking disappointed that something's not happening to her over the course of this week.
0: Should we talk right now about how Crook... Uh, the editors are to Cass over the next two episodes because if you're a Cass fan oh man you are just in for some real empathy bone crunching time
1: yeah absolutely I think they they have picked a story for Cass which is that she is this overly attached sort of uh, uh you know quote unquote stalker or whatever and she's obsessed with Nick and that sort of thing. I don't think she's really backing it up with that with her behavior all that much, but I think no. they're doing everything in that pa- in their power to reinforce that storyline.
0: Absolutely. And the more that they can get her in these semi-drunk confessionals where she feels incapable of kind of finishing a sentence or like all of her sentences run into each other where well, she's sort of a bit up here and I was thinking, and then it might be good if, uh, Nick, and you can just sort of see the producer, like, um, giving them the like smile and nod to say, like, continue talking, please keep talking. What we want right. you to do right now is keep talking. Cause we haven't gotten enough from you, Cass to, uh, I don't know manipulate the edit and to uh force that kind of confessional out and it results in um these confessionals that kind of sound uh a bit up here and they're a bit uh a little bit um and breathy and uh they mm. um f- form one cohesive thought but it takes a very um kind of a long time to get there yeah
1: yeah you can definitely feel the sort of coaching in the types of things that she's ending up saying in my opinion. And then also there's a lot of manipulation in the way that it's presented. So things like I, one thing I noticed, which happened probably a dozen times over these two episodes is more so than any of the other people on the show, Cass will get like a zoom, a gradual zoom over the course of a shot that'll go into her face. So you'll feel like she's sort of closing in on you and getting ever closer. And like, you can't escape and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which, it's it's all done after the fact. Like, she wouldn't be aware of it, and it's just so hideous. Like It's really it, mean. It, mm, really taking advantage of that little bit of previous history and just pushing it for all it's worth.
0: Yeah, and they've found someone who's showing, uh, or is at least bi- willing to show, a little bit of vulnerability on the TV, and they're super, super taking advantage of that. There will be individual examples of it as we go through, um, and I'm sure we'll unpack them as they come, but goodness gracious, not a good showing for... Uh, Cass or for the um, edit of Cass over the the last two episodes.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. But yes, this date is not for Cass. It is actually for Brit, um, who wait Brittany, who waits for Nick at a marina, uh, and he arrives by boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He whistles at her from the deck, and then he describes her in In the Moment as Wonder Woman without the shield. Not to make a really big deal out of nothing. um, No, that wouldn't be like you. No, I would never... Not to do a bunch of research, make sure my spurious claim lines up with the truth, but Wonder Woman didn't have a shield until a redesign in 2001. Instead, she's much more well-known for her uh, bracelets of submission, which are two of the most powerful enchanted items in all of DC Comics' universe. I guess that maybe Nick is just referring to the movie that just What came are the out. chances
0: that Nick has just seen the movie <laughs> and isn't up on the lore?
1: Well, I, you know, it's frustrating to me. You didn't even watch the documentary that came out around the same time about the creation or whatever of the character by that weird old perv. I don't know anything about it either. <laughs> I think he was. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to right. yuck anyone's yums. Maybe he's uh, just a cool, sex-positive <laughs> dude. Uh. <laughs>
0: is that a, um, I want to shout out to Nat Tantrich, who hosts Look Up on Triple J, who uh, often reminds me not to yuck anyone's yum. I, is that a Nat Tantrichism, or is that like a common common saying? I've heard it around, but it's yeah. not
1: common enough. I think it's very fun. Yeah, yeah very good. Mm. Let's keep going. All right. Well, Nick asks. Brit if she is, quote, ready to risk it for the biscuit and go for a bit of a burn on the water, which I only quote because Brit says it's her favorite quote. What part of that is is from what? And, like, of all, I, I don't know how to react to that.
0: I don't really it- either. I think it actually part of my uh understanding of this quote, so do you want to bis- risk it for the biscuit, I think dates back to... In fact, I think the quote was, no risk it, no biscuit. And it dates back to the NFL in the 1950s. I think that might be a Vince Lombardi.
1: Oh, I had no idea. Yep. I Um, assumed it was uh, Fred (laughs) Durstism.
0: Did it all for the biscuit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, go for a burn on the water. Obviously, uh, Shakespeare. Deep purple. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, after disembarking at Northbridge Golf Club, they find their way to a golf buggy in which they, quote, fang it (laughs) to the course, where they will be playing something called foot golf, which, yeah. Hello. Uh, All right.
0: Two things here. (laughs) Firstly, I want you to distinguish for me uh, the difference between going for a burn and fanging it.
1: (laughs) Um, as someone who doesn't drive or even, (laughs) even walk fast, I mean, I don't like going anywhere. Uh, it's a little hard for me to say exactly what the difference is. Um, Sure, can you shed any light on it? I reckon
0: fanging it is to, um, like the process or the imperative to go fast. Whereas going for a burn means like you're consistently like, it's more like the journey. And the journey was, you know, obviously what's important about this whole, right, this whole of process. Right, It's not the destination. Yeah. yeah, No, it's not the fang, um, it's the burn.
1: Mm, that checks out to me. You, had to, you said you had two things. What the fuck is foot golf? Foot golf! <laughs> now, we've got a sport which resembles foot golf. In fact, I could say we've got a couple. There's one which is more commonly known as golf. And yep. uh, there's also a game where you have to use your feet to kick a ball into a thing, and it's called soccer or yep, football. football. Yep, football, uh, What What is the use of combining these? Uh, and I... I'm not one to say that there shouldn't be some sports, because we're allowed to have a few.
0: We certainly are, and we've been on a boat already. Now, foot golf,
1: I don't, is it just easier golf? That seems to be the idea, right? I, I guess The degree I of difficulty is smaller, I think. And I also like that you don't have to buy a bunch of fancy equipment necessarily. That's true. Although you do have to have access to a foot golf course, which is <laughs> not a thing <laughs> a lot of areas probably have.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just digging a big hole for my foot golf course. Right, and it's like... Foot, foot golf, golf, you've heard of it.
1: Perhaps foot golf, incorpor- or, you know, the foot golf council have sponsored this in some way to, inth- you know, to get people enthusiastic about the sport of foot golf. But if I decided after seeing this program as a loyal viewer of The Bachelor that I wanted to perhaps experience some of this romantic, you know, attraction for my own,
0: <laughs>
1: where do you go to play foot golf? Like, wh- I don't, am I meant to really search it out? I don't even know where you go to play frisbee golf. I don't even know where you go. I mean, I don't go outside. <laughs> I guess that's. Like, there are so many degrees
0: of th- sp- like fringe sports that you can participate in that are vaguely related to this without mm. foot golf even needing to exist. Frisbee mm. golf is one, ultimate frisbee is mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. There, you've got two choices right there. You've right. got to toss some disc around. None of yep. this handsy footsy shit. <laughs> that's
1: All what right. I'm saying. Th- yeah, you I agree. Thought about with you. that? <laughs> <laughs> alright Max <laughs> get off my back um, I think we've expressed enough distaste for foot golf uh, it's just confusing it's a little bewildering and it's a, it's one of a few made up sports <laughs> that we'll, we'll talk about another one a bit later uh, Bachelor loves it I think I don't know why
0: I think they love it because it's given Nick an opportunity to pretend that he's an expert at something which is mm. something that I quite like him doing I like him mm. playing this role of like to to camera and being like I have no fucking clue what I'm doing and then pretending to be an expert. I think that's funny.
1: That is funny. And I also think um on a group date or something where you've got Osher coming out and explaining the complicated rules of something, I always I always kind of enjoy that. Um this time he wasn't <laughs> yeah, present. Yeah. <laughs> but uh...
0: The rules of foot golf are thus destroy seven Horcruxes. <laughs> Step two. I don't mm-hmm.
1: know. Step three profit, isn't that the joke <laughs> <I mean? laughs> It's there my meme is. of the moment from yeah, yeah. <laughs> five years ago, whatever, <laughs> as well.
0: <laughs> meme of the moment. We forgot to bring that back up last week. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. here we
1: are. What's your meme of the moment? Uh,
0: Oh, I saw a great one today. Um, Shout out Dave McCarthy, who runs the Laundry Echo uh, Facebook group and, mm-hmm. and website. He posted a series of um, memes from Imga of someone who's just rated all of these different animals. And it's really, really funny. You get ratings on things like moth and elephant and also a table, which I thought was quite funny. I if think you, I've seen these. Yeah, they're really, really good. If you mm. can source them out, um, you will have a chuckle, I would say.
1: Wonderful, my meme of the moment obviously is the Baby Shark do 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 song, which I don't know if you've heard it, Max. No,
0: I've been doing everything that I can to avoid
1: it. Really? Yeah. Oh, Max, it's a treat. It's uh, it's a few minutes of your life that you'll enjoy more than the rest of them, and you'll wonder how you lived the whole time without hearing it.
0: Is it um better than Bitch i a Cow?
1: I love Bitch I'm a Cow. Bitch I'm a Cow is Me great fun too. Bitch I'm a Cow is really good. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen the genius video, like the rap. Gen, you know, genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's her. What's her name? Uh, I forget the artist name. Too, yes, but it's her explaining and reciting every line in bitch I'm a Cow, which clearly seems to have been written in a bit of a haze at one point, <laughs> maybe late at night um but it's her being like i'd always thought about like and tried to write music that might be like a meme and that like millions and millions of people might share but actually weirdly enough this time wasn't really one of them this time i was kind of <laughs> just <laughs> fucking around it's a great video i really recommend it okay, <laughs> if you haven't very, seen very cow. Yeah. <laughs> what do do you yourself a cow yeah yeah uh good good meme shout outs um Anyway, we're well. Speaking of memes, I guess Brit says that laughter is the most important thing in any relationship. It's certainly an important part of this podcast. Agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, the two of them seem to really be clicking. I think um, Nick says he's going to quote put the shaz back in Shazam, which I don't. It uh, I think it might make sense if he was on a date with Shannon, like who has yep. been called shaz once or twice. I don't understand this quote out out of context or even in it. Um. But then Brit says to the camera a really good quote. She says, I think there's a lot of layers there. I think he's like an onion, and I'm going to pull that back.
0: Ogres are like onions.
1: Oh. So I will have just put in the clip from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything else we can say. It's Shrek. It's she's just, quoting Shrek. She's just,
0: she's just donkeyed it up, right?
1: Right. Is Brit... A fan of our podcast. Like she's playing it's, right into our hands.
0: Almost certainly she's a fan of the podcast, I would say. And secondarily to that, after being a fan of the podcast, she's probably a fan of Eddie Murphy or the Shrek franchise in some way. Sure. But the podcast is the main thing.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um she's also a fan of definitely going to win. <laughs> that's, oh. my, that's my idea. That's my take. I reckon all she right. wins. Yeah. I anyway. Yeah.
0: All right. I still am on the um the Brook train.
1: Mm. Well, let's find beep, out beep, why. Bitch. Mm. <laughs> the train says beep, beep, bitch.
0: Oh, every train should say beep, beep, bitch.
1: <laughs> Mine's you might, usually will go like ding dong. The next stop is North Melbourne or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's time for a facelift <laughs> or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chew woo, motherfucker. You're <laughs> pulling into Footscray. <laughs>
1: Chew woo? <laughs> uh, this is probably just a cultural differences thing. You're in Sydney, I'm yeah, in it's Melbourne. A
0: whole thing.
1: All right. Well, cut to them enjoying some red wine and a cheese platter on a batchy couch. Brittany has prepared some ice-breaking questions for Nick, Um, the first of which is Sunrise or Sleep-Ins. And the two of them agree on Sunrise, even in the wake of the discussion in March of this year on Sunrise, in which white commentators called for a continuation of the policies of the Stolen Generations, Absolutely atrocious bit of Australian TV history, but yet both of them are still on side with that horrific program.
0: No, we're off. We are uh, offside with Sunrise. We've made enemies, and uh, I will not entertain any further discussion of such program on this here. And as
1: a point of protest, and not Mm. for any other reason, I have Mm. slept in through the entire broadcast every day (laughs) since that incident.
0: (laughs) Now, here's my other question. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Sunshine.
1: Mm. No, have whole I ruined thing. a joke? Whole okay. different thing. All right. No, All right. you haven't. You haven't ruined a joke. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> here's a thing I've realised about Vanessa Sunshine. Now that we're on the topic of Vanessa Sunshine,
0: thank God. I was here's waiting a take to get here.
1: Here's a take I've got on Vanessa Sunshine. She seems okay. a little, maybe a little moody, maybe a little unenthusiastic around the bachelor household i think that would be fair to say Mm -hmm. here's what i'm thinking she's probably cold vanessa sunshine i was looking through her instagram she every second post is her going like this hot weather is making me feel so good she might have like a vitamin d deficiency she might be vitamin d deficient yeah, right. She might have like seasonal affective disorder. She there's any number of things. Like, people feel better in good weather. I'm guessing Batchy Mansion, she's freezing her little tukas off. Tuckers?
0: <laughs> I don't know what yeah, that means. It's a a bottom. Okay, all right. Um mm-hmm. so if she's freezing her butt off is Vanessa Sunshine. Yeah, um, and so
1: maybe she's got a bit of an icy demeanor as as far as the lack of sunshine goes.
0: Here is my prediction. We are going to make moonshine with Vanessa Sunshine on a date soon.
1: Wait, you and me? This sounds Uh, fun. Look.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, why not? I mean, you and I can be involved in some way. It's weird that they haven't reached out for uh, this season after. Isn't it? Yeah, repeated attempts to massacre their uh, programming (laughs) on this very podcast. Right,
1: yes. Uh, Maybe as a special episode 50 celebration. Why not?
0: Oh, that'd be beautiful. Hi, mm. you can reach us. Um, Channel 10, if you want to reach out to us, probably just leave us a five-star review and some uh, contact information and then we'll get That's probably there, the right? best, way,
1: best yeah. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So the next question is their three most important values that they're looking for in a partner. Britt says humor, love, and respect. Uh, and Nick says honesty, purpose, and passion.
0: Now, Xavi, do you have three on hand? Because I can read you mine.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, let me think. What are yours?
0: Um, owns an apiary, mm-hmm. bees, and then mm-hmm. also beekeeping.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, those are three things that I, I think in every relationship that I've seen you in have have really been like a key focus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The more bees, the better. That's kind of. That's mm. kind of how I'm seeing things at the moment. Mm.
1: I think I might have three. Um, if we're doing three, um, number one would probably be one big titty. Uh, number two (laughs) would probably be the other one to also be a big titty. Uh, and then for number three, I would have to say, just throw in a third big titty. Why not?
0: Get three big titties.
1: Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's absolutely fine.
0: Okay. So what about, okay, let me throw three more at you. Mm -hmm. Um, number one uh
1: bees yeah okay yep
0: now number Mm -hmm. two i just want you to hear me out with this a willingness to acquire more bees
1: right okay so you want them to come with some but then that's not the end of the story
0: yeah obviously there has to be room to grow and you know increase the size of your hive you know that's my life motto obviously um and then number three uh bee habitat owner
1: Right, yes, because you really uh, just a swarm. I mean, you you get somewhere with that, but it's not really a long lasting prospect. I, I can understand that. Yeah,
0: you know what the life cycle of a bee is like. We don't have to mm. go into that again on this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say if you had a number four, something that I've noticed in a lot of your partners—not to say that you have a type or anything like that.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but one thing is, I often hear them say, "Oh, beehive." <laughs> So, I don't know how important that is to you, but it has come up a lot.
0: Yeah, well, it does um, align very closely with my life motto, and I've always said this. This has always been my life motto, as you very Mm. well know, and you can repeat it with me if you want. Always, Always, forever, forever, whatever whatever you you do, always make sure that you sit back back and take time to smell the bees. bees. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Um, All right. Well, it's good that we got those out of the way. I'd love to know Kelly's, but maybe she can let us know later. Um, What else? Britt then reveals she's been single for nearly seven years. um and she tells the camera that during that time she's learned to be a happy and a whole person on her own and now she's ready to share that which i think is bloody good it's lovely um as someone who's been single for a while that's been a focus for me as well and it's good to talk about i think
0: it's really nice you work on that thing of finding yourself and who you are and getting to that point where you're like cool okay i'm ready to invest in something more and giving what i have um uh, in combination with what someone else has and those two things don't make a whole they make greater than one and i love that
1: right yeah and it and it takes some of the stigma away from being a signal i'm um, sorry a single person as well rather than just feeling like you're you know hopeless or or useless or undesirable or whatever which is i'm um, certainly a pattern
0: yeah or even like um like you might work in a lighthouse
1: right yeah with bees
0: like a signal person
1: Oh, I understand. Yes, okay. Now yes. it <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, all right. Well, they, they relocate to the pool. Uh, I really like that Britt pushes Nick in. Um, yes, lovely. Just a cute little thing. Uh, Nick offers her a rose and then grabs her over his shoulder and pumps his fist up in the air. And then while Britt is holding her rose, Nick says, smell. Oh, no. Give us a smell. Give, <laughs> give, a, give, us a, give us a smell, is what he says. And he's talking about the rose, and he moves his face towards the rose, which is sort of between their two faces, and then he gives her a kiss on the lips. But just... No. Give us a, a smell. No. Give us a smell. G- oh, I guess, Give us oh, a smell. Yeah. Oh, gives us a smell. Very strange. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, what, is,
0: what is the worst thing that you could think to say to someone before you kiss them? Mm. And is it... And how does Giza How could it be smell? worse than right. gives Yeah. 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 Uh You know what I mean? Like what can
1: I, Maybe I would, what's that smell? No, what's that's it? that smells pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: smells real creamy. I would the only thing that I can think of is like um always, always. No, no matter, matter what. Whatever, whatever you, you do, do under, under any, any circumstance. circumstance
1: Acquire, acquire more, more bees. bees
0: that's the worst thing that I can think to say to someone See, in before you're opinion, meeting them in my opinion
1: I never realised we were this uh, this different in terms of values and stuff like that because uh, to me that's one of the most romantic sentences that's like sell a door that's one of those like you know oh so I you're when... pro bee oh yeah Oh, yeah, interesting. Dude. Yeah, how we sh- how have we not talked about this? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, look. Um, to be fair, I guess uh, the last time I had a probie, I like it was very. I was very sick, and <laughs> they needed to find out what was wrong with me. So, I don't, I don't. Know.
1: <laughs> Wasn't it? Do did, you just drink your colt <laughs> for, <laughs> for your probies? Is that what that is? Yeah, I, don't yeah I did actually. Oh, a um, probe! Really, oh, I understand. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. I actually,
0: yeah, did try and um, run run away and join a cult uh, afterwards. <laughs>
1: <but>. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, for our Christmas party for like three years in Melbourne at Triple J, I tried to encourage everyone to go to the Occult Factory in Dandenong because I so desperately want a photo with their mascot, which is a giant bottle of Occult. <laughs>
1: I mean, of course. Like, what How else sick could it would be? that be? <laughs> that no, they have,
0: like, I mean, the occult ads are famous for having those little blue vitamins, right? Oh, that's true. And they true. all, like, yee-hee, and they all jump down your throat and whatever. Mm. Instead of that, their mascot is a giant bottle of your cult.
1: Is it a mascot or is it a your cult leader?
0: <laughs> 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 okay. oh, the leader is good. The leader is great. We surrender yeah. our will as of this. Very podcast
1: kiss a smell <laughs> um How weird, terrible. but they do yeah. like they they have this make out in the pool, and it's a little bit like uh I had flashbacks of that Maddie J and Georgia love pool make out, which totally. was very, very steamy, um and uh, this is I would argue the first evidence on the show that Nick can actually kiss and and is a good kisser, and if when he wants to be you know that kind of thing, and it's yeah. pretty convincing, yeah, it's um, really
0: good. I thought that generally this episode was full of this, and obviously not just with with Brit, but like uh, I, on the whole, I was a big fan of Nick in this episode, and particularly the way that he uh, he did things outside of mm. Giza a smell with with <laughs> Brit here. Yeah, sort
1: of the one the one slip up there. Um, mm. Brit says in voiceover, or the yeah. nose. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Brit says in voiceover, she could definitely fall in love with him. And as she is telling the other women about her date, we see shots of Romy being nasty in her in the moment, whilst wearing a The Future Is Female t-shirt.
0: I'm very sad that Kelly is not here.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this Future Is Female shirt thing, I think Romy knows exactly what she's doing. Um, and I think this is kind of a bit of a trend, maybe on this season, or or even sort of gradually over the last few years on this show, as we've been following it, is they're looking for ways that they can become sort of memes and gifs and thing, you know, like that's part of the reason that you become a memorable character on this show, even if you're not being likable necessarily. Um, I think we see it again a little bit later at the end of next uh the next episode we'll discuss. Uh, at when, when Steph says goodbye and she has a very quotable line. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. We have seen that. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll get there when we get there, but I absolutely see that as something where they are the contestants are showing a level of self-awareness, knowing that they could become an internet sensation for doing what they're doing in this case, you know, Romy wearing a Futurist female t-shirt and ruthlessly gaslighting another woman.
1: Right, and yeah, just sledging them, uh, at, at given any opportunity, essentially. Um, 100%. Mm. Uh, uh,
0: there's a tweet that I think says it better than are you or I, I are equipped to. I mean, obviously, it's a farce that she's doing this, but uh, Jenna uh, Giuliami on Twitter says, Rummy wearing the futurist female t-shirt while tearing apart every woman around her is the epitome of white feminism. Hashtag the Bachelor AU.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're a couple of boys. We're not going to, like, explain it to everybody. Nope. But, you know, it's Suddenly it's not, not a great look. Nope. Uh, anyway, let's cut to this group date. Uh, it's an outdoor date with all of the women invited. And Osher tells the group that he has concocted a series of tests to establish what sort of impressions they've all made up until now good, or something like good,
0: that. good, good, good.
1: Yes, a good idea. I don't know if this execution necessarily actually answers that question, but, you know, it's a bit of fun. At this point, the numbers are large enough that we've kind of just gotta harangue them all into some activity, you know? Yes. Uh, so there's one where they pair off, they shake hands, and then they balance a ping- pong ball on top of a straw whilst maintaining the handshake. Um it's i I think this is just kind of like one of these enjoyably weird sort of segments. Um it's like Asha has to explain a lot of things and he's just naturally quite charismatic and it's made all the more fun by a series of very dramatic cuts to these alpacas that are overlooking the area.
0: Yes, um, beautiful. I just love it.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know, the next round focuses on how the women connect with Nick when it comes to touch. So Asha shows them to this slightly elevated beam and he says that each of them will have to quote Waltz the plank with Nick. Um, Emily, who we learn is a dance teacher, uh, sort of leads the pack. But at, yeah, as usual, we pretty much mainly focus on Cass's reaction to the other women. Um, there's more of this uh, all throughout these episodes, as you said before. Then, when it's Cass's turn, she gets this slow motion effect, which provides plenty of space for the editors to then cut in Cat's snarky reactions. Yeah. Uh, she calls Cass a little bit cringeworthy. Uh, And that sort of thing. So we've we've clearly, like, the editors have picked a couple of storylines and are just relating everything back to them.
0: And what's really interesting here is that the editors want you to side with
1: Kat, right? It's tough, isn't it? Because Kat is kind of the villain, but then also Cass is, like, we're villainizing aspects of her personality as well. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're meant to particularly like either of them, but I think you're meant to no. get behind the bitchy drama that Kat's bringing to the table, I think.
0: I think so, too. I think that's the right read on it. It's just it's just hard because it feels like kind of a bullying edit of Cass when mm. we are meant to align with the girl who is bringing uh, such unfettered drama to the show.
1: Mm. And just, like, yeah, sort of negativity. yeah. Um, Well, the last round is a multiple-choice trivia game with some pretty needlessly complicated rules that I won't bother explaining, but it boils down to a lot of verbal spas between Cat and Vanessa Sunshine. Mm. But while this is happening, we also learn some very important information about Nick, such as his favorite song to play on the ukulele, uh, Mysterious... No, it's Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre, which I'm sure is super culturally sensitive when he gets on the ukulele and sings that. (laughs) Um, We also learn his go-to brekkie, uh, poached eggs, avocado, salmon, and toast. Nick, at this point, I think should probably just marry salmon. Um, (laughs) We learn the oldest thing he owns, a sleeveless flannelette shirt. And we learn his family's cat's name, Beryl. So, we're really a lot closer to understanding the kind of guy we that he we're dealing with here.
0: The complex muffin that is Nick Cummins. <laughs>
1: right, yeah. Um, but anyway, Vanessa Sunshine ends up winning, and so she gets some alone time with Nick, and thus begins the best segment I have seen on this show in quite some time.
0: It is just phenomenal. This is so good, and it is partially, uh, you know, one piece of what makes this episode so fantastic.
1: Absolutely, yes. So, Vanessa Sunshine and Nick sit down at a batchy couch, and Nick basically just tries to get her to open up. Um, granted, he starts by saying, quote, Vanessa, what about blokes? What are you what are you looking for? So, not like... Oh, no. <laughs> not the best sort of intro, but... Yeah, the, the sound effects department pipes in some crickets chirping at this point, and I don't think they go away for the whole thing. Um he asks her if a sense of humor is important. She says, uh, it depends on the situation.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love yeah. her just straightness.
1: Yeah. He asks her if she has any dad jokes. She goes, No, I don't get them. I don't I I mean I usually get them, but I, I just don't know why people think it's funny. And like on it goes. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's perfectly so awkward. Good. Um Vanessa Sunshine calls uh uh calls brunch a Melbourne thing. Um, which is funny, uh, and then Nick asks whether she also eats Lina, and she's like, "No, that's not. It that doesn't exist. We don't have that." <laughs> and then in the moment, in her in the moment interview, she says, "I genuinely have no clue who he is." Like this segment is exquisite. All I can think to do is just quote every single line from it. If you can track it down, if you didn't watch it, I yeah, it was, I, I have no words. It was
0: just beautiful. I'm sitting here shaking my head. It was so wonderful to watch these people just have every missed connection opportunity and for vanessa sunshine just to be there for her branding and to not give a fuck and to be so clearly disinterested it makes me wonder what type of dude that vanessa sunshine would be interested in i am Um,
1: desperate to watch what her series would be like or i just i think she deserves a Logie, like for for backing herself this hard and for like sticking to her guns It's
0: fucking awesome. It's so good. And I can't wait to see her in Paradise.
1: Yeah, especially because there's going to be some sunshine there.
0: (laughs) She's going to be feeling better.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, at this point, Brooke decides that it's time to use the batch pad key, which she was given on night one, to surprise Nick with some breakfast in bed. So she hops into a brand new Hyundai. (laughs) And uh, she types Batchpad into the inbuilt GPS, which is already programmed in.
0: Have you tried to do that before?
1: Yeah, as I've said, I am not a driver. Um, <laughs> that hasn't showed up on Google Maps, though.
0: Mm, well, when I wake up of a morning and get into my brand new Hyundai... <laughs> yeah, what um, year
1: is that from again?
0: 2005. Right, um, which is this year. Yeah, Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, and I type in Batchpad into the inbuilt CD player... <laughs>
1: It's so weird that nothing happens. <laughs> Doesn't even play our podcast. <laughs> no. Damn. What a shame. We should get that tech. We should get that tying going. <laughs> now um, available on
0: cassette. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, well, Brooke knocks on the door. She opts not to actually use the key itself for whatever reason. Maybe this is like she's trying to game the system. Like she can so actually weird. come back because she didn't even end up using it. Um... But then Nick opens the door in just a pair of shorts and invites her in. um I noticed As if Brooke's... he didn't
0: know she was coming
1: right, yeah, um yeah, this is a little little bit phony baloney, um, but that's okay. I noticed Brooke's hamper seems to contain mostly fresh fruit, but then by yeah. the time she and Nick are sitting down to eat, they've got just bacon and egg rolls instead. very odd. I don't Did know what happened there. that at all. Mm-hmm. yes, I almost feel like maybe Brooke is a big fresh fruit person and Nick maybe was like, you call that breakfast? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the salmon? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Um,
0: (laughs) She just shows up with a fish over
1: her shoulder. (laughs) Still flopping around. (laughs) It's in a little plastic bag. (laughs) Um, They tenderly chat about Brooke's job. Uh, um,
0: She's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, she rules. Um, And then Nick in the moment uh, says that Brooke is pretty wise for a bird of her age. Um, I did some research, and uh, I learned that aside from penguins and albatrosses and a few other sort of select seabirds, most birds don't live beyond 20 years, uh, and common garden birds actually live between sort of two and five years. So um, actually for a bird her age, she's remarkably alive. <laughs> um as as well as being uh, you know pretty wise um remarkably alive
0: <laughs> very good
1: <laughs> yeah um brooke reveals that she's also brought along some footy boots so they go and toss the ball around a bit um and obviously before too long they end up on top of one another nick then says he needs cpr um and so they kiss whilst rolling around in the grass this it's is my just lovely moment isn't it sweet? It's so
0: funny. Okay, so but the best bit of this is that she's like, obviously he needs CPR, I'm going to make out with him. And then they cut to him in confessional, and he's like, my plan worked. Yeah!
1: <laughs> like, he's a genius! The first person to ever associate CPR with kissing.
0: Uh, it was uh, just stunning. I was <laughs> so... The real. It was there was uproarious laughter in my household when that when He's that was. He's just
1: so down. pleased with himself.
0: Yeah. I just couldn't be more happy that this grand plan of falling <laughs> over and pretending to be dead had <laughs> resulted in a kiss.
1: I mean, I tried it and it really... like I tried it like years ago. <laughs> and uh, you know, I kind of just lay there for a long time. <laughs> anyway, things are fine. Oh. Um what else then I mean then Brooke sort of gets uh pretty- emo- well, she gets vulnerable she, yeah, she yeah. Sh- shares the story about losing her mum when she was 11 um and to Nick's credit, I think he really values this. I think he really like takes her seriously and appreciates her opening up and that sort of thing definitely um, and and Brooke in voiceover says, I definitely could see myself falling in love with Nick. he's a very lovable person, lovely. Yes. So I feel like these two single dates that we saw this week, these are like the two like main frontrunners for me. Do you agree? I think
0: so too. I think that I'm more on Brooke's team and you're maybe more on, on Brittany's team, but I think these are the frontrunners at this point. I like Sophie as well.
1: I wasn't talking about Brittany. I was talking about Vanessa Sunshine.
0: Oh. She's obviously going to
1: be, yeah, in this final too. Yeah,
0: I can't wait until he cracks that nut and they are, <laughs> wait, 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 Pardon? wait, wait. wait. I can't wait until he, what, how am I going to? Cracks that nut. (laughs) (laughs) Licorice nut. Um, I can't wait until Nick and Vanessa finally get on the same page. And sparks start to fly.
1: Yeah, it's going to be incredible. I'm really excited. She's
0: going to make the final three. I can't wait for it.
1: I'm desperate to meet her family, to go to her hometown, to just see what it's all about. To meet the sunshines themselves.
0: The sunshines, yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, the sunshines out our ass, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) It sure does, Max. It sure Mm. does. All right, let's move along to the cocktail party. Brooke and Nick return arm in arm. Kat, Romy, and Alicia, uh, you might remember them as the three, what was it, the three snake musketeers? Um, Mm. They ask Vanessa Sunshine whether she's attracted to Nick. And she says, in what way? (laughs) <laughs> this is great.
0: Beautiful. I love her so much. She's so she's- complex and so fucked.
1: Right. She's got so much to give. She's got so much that she is withholding. She's, I mean, it's just what an incredible, mysterious it's person.
0: Such great casting.
1: But she also makes a lot of sense. Like in moments like these, she explains that she's only known him for an hour. Physical attraction isn't necessarily a big part of their relationship yet. And what she values and what she's more interested in is how he treats her and that sort of thing. And we get this weird conflict where the three snake musketeers are not backing down, and I think it is similar to before where like are, who are we meant to hate here? Like yeah, one of them's being weird and one of them's being confrontational mean. and mean. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I don't have a, you know, there's moral no horse on in
0: this it. race that, I mean horse racing is wrong to begin with, but True. I don't ha- I don't have a horse in this race.
1: Mm. Um I mean, I do because I really like Vanessa sunshine but, <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, that's an exception, yeah, um but then we get a really, really nice sort of sweet, unexpected moment um, between Nick and Dasha from Russia, yeah, who... this is beautiful.
0: I have some Intel on Dasha from Russia. Ooh. just do you want it now?
1: Do you know someone who maybe is friends with a friend of a friend of hers?
0: No, I know someone from Latvia. Which is the country neighboring Russia. <laughs> That's your intel. And Dasha is as I have found out through my housemate Rebecca. Dasha is the like cute sassy fun way to say it.
1: Mm. As opposed to what? Daria. Oh. That is some good intel. Yeah, w- so in Russia, it's got not a bit pronounced of a Dasha.
0: It's pronounced Daria.
1: Mm. I wonder if mm. Nick's got a bit of a... Puppy. <laughs> all
0: right. bit of a thing for daddies.
1: <laughs> I am clipping that, and that is my nearing tone. <laughs> <laughs> Max Quinn saying, I puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Did you all know right. um, when those like virtual pets and stuff were all the rage, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. that sort of thing, yeah, Apple, like Macintosh, they were trying to get uh, – their own brand of those going, and it was going to be called the Eye Puppy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so oh. Nick and Dasha, <laughs> they sit on the grass. Yeah, this together. is beautiful. Keep going. It is beautiful. Dasha starts opening up about some of the hardships of her life. Um, she was married for eight years, uh, but you know, now, uh, they've split up and her only other family in Australia is her five-year-old son, Leon. Um, so she's got a kid and, uh, Nick calls him her little whippersnapper. Is he Isn't, <laughs> Isn't that something you use to cut grass? <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought he'd call him a whippersammon.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, there are plenty of other people, plenty of other women here trying to cut Dasha's grass while we're right. going.
1: I thought you were going to say there's other fish in the sea. (laughs) Other than Snapper.
0: (laughs) I just don't think that we're examining this situation closely (laughs) enough.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Well, then we get some more Cass stuff. Um, This is the point where she reveals she has written something important in her diary that she wants to share with Nick. And, yeah, I will repeat what she said word for word because I think it's interesting... I think it's interesting that she thought this was an important thing she had to say and get out of the way. Okay.
0: I have one thing to say before you get here. hmm When you look at the screen caps mm. of Cass reading from her diary... Yes. There are no words written on the page.
1: So I noticed this as well. And, uh, yeah, uh, a few people, I guess, have pointed it out online. It's fairly clear, if you're just watching the episode, that she is holding up a blank <laughs> diary. <laughs> And it's not. I I feel like I don't. It's not clear enough that they're making it out to be. She's a complete loony. No. But it is like. Do you think it's the producers really like gave her a diary and were like say that there's something in this diary? Do you think they fed her this entire script? Like probably. I probably. Yeah, I think um, there
0: might be someone in her ear saying something like that. Like saying mm. something like. No matter what. No, no matter, matter what, what you, you do. do always. always. Under, under any, any circumstance. circumstance. And she's like repeating this back. Yeah. Always. always no, no matter, matter what, what you do. You do under under any, any circumstance. Find yourself, yourself always, always, no matter, no matter what, what, in, the, in position the position to forever acquire, acquire
1: more, more bees. Bees. All right, we have to stop doing that at some point because the amount of editing will just be traumatizing. Taking advantage of the fact that I have nothing going on in my life. (laughs) So here's what she says. Here's what she says. I assume off the top of her dome... I assume she's freestyling here. She says, Nick, from the moment I first saw you, there was this precious moment in time where I felt like everything stood still and we locked eyes through the crowd. I didn't know who you were, but all I knew is I wanted to get to know you. Fast forward to a few months later where I properly got to meet you and there was a moment of realization for me that love at first sight could be true. From then, every time I see you, I get butterflies and I couldn't be more happy that you're The Bachelor and I'm really excited to see where this journey goes.
0: We should note here while she's reading this out, she's making sure that he's not looking at her, and she's very like the her body language is like very like don't look at me, don't you? Mm. I just I just have to say that she's very embarrassed schoolgirl kind of about this. It's really yeah, odd. I think that's it's true. Really yeah, odd. yeah.
1: It is odd. I think that the strangest thing about this, and there are a few strange things happening here, is that it's not, there's nothing important, like there's nothing urgent in that. Basically what it is, is like a vague sort of, oh, I'm, it's nice to be here. I'm glad, uh, you know, oh, let's, we'll have a nice time, won't we? Like that. Yes. It's not a burning, urgent thing at all.
0: No. And it's something that she sees an like that she's like, this is high stakes gambling.
1: Yeah, she mentioned to someone else, to probably other a few other people, that she wanted to get time with Nick so that she could get this out. And then also to Nick, she was like, I'm I'm too shy, but I just have to do it. Like, I just, you know... Yeah. There's nothing... There's no substance to it.
0: It's really odd, and it does come up in the next episode. I do wonder if maybe there's something that we haven't been shown, or, mm. you know, some part of it that was like, and when we fucked at the gym, or whatever, you know, like... Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, but I do think that uh I don't know, there's much it feels like there's much ado about nothing as it comes up further and further in this episode where Cass is like, I've bared my heart to him and now he's not taking me on any dates as this comes through in the next yeah. few episodes. Yeah, I, I think that's probably we what it'll don't see what it. it'll do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um well Nick doesn't really know how to respond. He just says thank you for sharing that with me. That's awesome. How I don't know what I respond? would say. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um he later reveals that he may have bitten off more than he can chew and Cass can tell that he is uncertain but then they share a hug anyway. And then, you know, up the rest of the the rest of the cocktail party, there's a little bit more of uh, you know, the women analyzing each other's decisions aka fighting. Um Alicia tells Blair that she's quote putting some of her prejudice on the situation, um which feels like just included because of a buzzword. Um Yeah,
0: I liked I liked Blair Mm. standing up for herself here. I thought that it was um, wonderful to see someone uh, stand up in the face of this sort of bullying which we are perceived to, or at least that we are being shown to exist in uh, the way that Cass and Alicia and Rummy are conducting themselves around the other women.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's a good showing from Blair, who I think we see a tiny bit more of in the next episode too. Yeah. Uh, And then Kat tells Shannon that she is all about honesty and quote, saying what none of you want to say and that sort of thing. You know, anyway, it's pretty standard stuff. Let's go to the rose ceremony where we learn that three women are going to be eliminated this episode. Uh, so Nick calls out the names in this order. Dasha, Sophie, Ashley, Vanessa, Emily, Romy, Cass, and Alicia, Kat, Tanil, Blair, Shannon, Steph, and Alex. I just realized it's the poker app. It's definitely the poker <laughs> app. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we this time we say goodbye to flight attendant Kayla. Uh, yep. Really, hard, I hardly know her. Uh, retail manager Christina. Yep. I hardly know her. And finally, energy healer Kayla. I hardly know her. Um, her. Yeah, but as Kayla is being dismissed, she asks to speak to Nick outside before she leaves. She tells him, yeah, it it happens from time to time. Um, It's early. We don't often see it. Yeah, That's true. Um, She has a great line, which I don't think she's kidding, but she says, I'm 100% fine. I knew I was going tonight, which is... Because that's that's kind of her thing, right? She has premonitions and thing, shit like that. That's
0: whole thing, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then, yes, she spends the rest of her moment here telling on Kat and Romy for being, quote, inauthentic and not good people because they are, quote, here to be famous. Kat's been plugging her jewellery. Um, which could well be true. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. And then the thing that I didn't like about all this, like, Nick was pretty good about this. He was like, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for saying something. Thank you. Mm. And then... I don't know whether it was Kayla really trying to uh, make the most of her moment in the sun. Like, she's like, Well, I've got this now. And he's like, Finally, shoot her into the car. And she's like, Wait, do you want to know who the good ones are? And Nick is like, I'm just going to shut the door on you right now.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling. I watched this scene a couple of times over. Yeah. There was not a lot of corresponding shots of their mouths moving to this dialogue being played. Oh. I have a feeling they were putting a lot of, uh, you know, leftover Kayla audio and clips, just piling them all together on the end here. Trying to make oh. it seem kooky as possible. I, I could be wrong, but um, just the way it was framed it leaves it a, a little ambiguous.
0: How interesting.
1: Mm. Uh, very. Thank so you that's, very it. Much. that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> that episode. Uh, and I don't see any reason why we shouldn't just dive right into the next episode, um, which, in my opinion, a little less substantial. Um, I agree
0: with you. Yeah, I didn't think this episode was quite as good. Um, there were so many highlights, so many great moments from that uh, that first episode, and then I was really excited heading into this one. Didn't quite live up to what I was... Uh, the illustrious standard mm. set out by the first one.
1: Yeah, I mean, partly this one is just a fair bit shorter, which generally I'm in favour of. The the yeah. first few are always a bit of a drag. Um, Slog, like the, yeah. Yeah, um, and then now I think they're settling back into around the 45, 50-minute episode length sort of thing, which is a bit more comfortable. Um, but it leaves us with a bit less to talk about. Um, but anyway, let's rip into it. The Bachelor Australia, Season 6, Episode 4. So Nick says, there's one good sort who tickles me fancy, and that's Dasha. That's the first line of the episode. Good does he Lord. have to talk like that all the time?
0: Yeah, I think he like, does. I think he's well, contractually I think obliged.
1: I think that's probably true, but I wonder, like, is there a point on, in the day where he just sort of switches off and he's like, ah, finally I can speak in my real voice. Like, you know, is there? because there's so much affectation. There's so many little phrases and stuff like that. So much slang, as Dasha points out. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it must get exhausting.
0: Never but, has the uh, Australian to Russian language barrier been more apparent than on this. Right, team. right. Or yeah. even the English to broken English.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure people think that me doing my fucking voice all the time must get exhausting as well. So yeah,
0: you know. and by broken English, I don't mean Dasha. I definitely mean Nick.
1: Oh yeah, I understood that. Yeah, he didn't need to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, but yeah, we we weirdly jump right into a single date. There's no card for it, any, anything like that. It's it's just we we're, we're already standing in the Yarramundi Reserve in the, in a river here. Uh, Odd. It is a bit, um, but, you know, I'm I'm in favor of it because uh, me reciting how they read the envelope every week is not the most thrilling part of our podcast. <laughs> Dasha explains in voiceover that she doesn't really know who Nick is and wants to learn a few things about him, such as his family values, because family is so important to her. This makes sense. Although also it's kind of unnecessarily underlining the like uh, mom like there's always a single mom and they always what they want to know is about family values and that kind of thing but you know I can understand
0: Shnizana, yeah
1: yes uh, we learn that they will be fishing on the date um, something which Dasha's son Leon has apparently been obsessed with recently it's a fun coincidence. Meanwhile, uh, back at the mansion, a group date card arrives which reads, Cupid is the Roman god of love and can strike at any time, so jump on the wing and let's take aim. It's one card. Is that true? Uh, Cupid is the Roman god of love. Okay. Um, I don't know if he can strike at any time. It's it's not typically what I associate him with, being like... Threatening. Yeah, Cupid's like a sniper locked away in some tall tower and you (laughs) never know when he's going to strike. Um, so this group date is for Rhiannon, Tennille, Vanessa, Sunshine, Romy, Kat, Shannon, Brooke, Sophie, Brittany, Emily, Ashley, and Cass. And we will talk about it in just a second, but back on the date, Dasha and Nick change into waiters and Dasha is like, is it slang waiters? Nick totally loves slang. As far as I've noticed, um, I thought this was really cute. It's not, um, it's just a word. Do you call them waiters? Uh, I've never worn this particular garment, but I don't know what I would no, call it.
0: No, I don't know what I would call it either. Uh, yeah, this is this is an odd one from Nick, but I guess what else would you call I don't know. We just mm. kind of have to take his word for half of this shit. Uh, that's probably why it annoys me. Pretty much. I can't, I can't uh, verify it.
1: Mm. Uh, it annoyed me until uh, Dasha comes up with a cute way to remember it a little bit later. Um but Nick first shows her the correct karate position for fly fishing um which allows him I thought to Thought this was cute it was pretty cute yeah he as he says he 's breaking down the touch barrier um and uh you know it 's it's it 's that fairly standard I think he does it on the foot golf date too where he sort of wraps his arms around someone and shows them how to do a thing it 's a move it 's in the, you know it 's in the move book, I think, but you know it, it it's there 's some validity to it, I suppose. Um <laughs> I don't know if there's a move in the move book I've invented this move book and now I'm gonna have to write it. But what is uh, the move book? Yeah. I don't know. What just a move book, what just you speak? things things people do when they're dating or whatever. I don't know. But he warns her about poisonous snakes, which is like just don't br- bring it up, mate. Just don't mention <laughs> it. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Okay. So so uh there's two things here. The um book that you're referencing. Um, is it by JB Smoove? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and then
0: um this other one about snakes, I had actually heard um that snakes are a common feature in both like mythology and hip hop.
1: Right. And I, I learned I mean, this I suppose... from the book
0: that I wrote, um, called Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them. <laughs>
1: Are there snakes in
0: that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what's the big th- the basilisk?
1: Yeah, is that in one of yeah. those? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's it's a Harry. Yeah, it's a Harry. All
1: right, it checks out. I'm never gonna find out for sure, and no one will ever let us know. Because <laughs> I <laughs> demand you know that they what do. It not. Is,
0: yeah, uh, five stars. Rate and review. Thank you.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's you know the only the way you're allowed we're to about. us. Yeah. yeah. Um. Nick then says, "So I'm a Libra. What about you?" And I instantly like him 10 times more because I would never have guessed that he was interested in astrology. Me neither. Uh, it shows a sort of a sensitive. I mean, I don't know. Like he might he, he, they don't seem particularly attached to it or whatever, but it, 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 I would never have it would never have struck me that he would even have considered it, you know? No. Uh and Dasha is a Virgo, which makes me like her 10 times more because so am I. And it's Virgo season baby and I'm flourishing are you rising uh well i've got i've got a scorpio rising but um
0: anyway how can we just take a moment for the beautiful scorpio rising song
1: oh yeah 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 by soccer mommy
0: on the soccer mommy record it was i saw that perform live earlier this year and motherfucker, it put me on my butt it's such <laughs> such a good song um and that is yeah like it's it's one of my most listened to songs in the second half of uh this year so far
1: Hell yeah. I've played a couple of solo shows and covered it this year. I, I really love that song as well. Um, oh. That's our song of the moment. Our meme of the uh, That's not, not a segment. It's really not. Uh, Dasha asks how she is going to remember the name of this weird garment she's wearing. And then before Nick can give a funny quip, she suggests Darth Vader, which absolutely cracks up Nick and also me sitting on the couch at home. I think I spat out my great. drink. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought this was all pretty nice, pretty, like, tender. They don't catch and kill and eat any fish, which is also <laughs> good.
0: Isn't it interesting that we're seeing uh, Dasha metamorphosize into, uh, firstly, 15 years to the day since Hilary Duff's album Metamorphosis was first released? Mm. Secondarily, aren't we seeing Dasha, the metamorphosis of Dasha, into almost the opposite of this hot and foreign uh, thing that was presented to us on night one, who is mounting him like a tent pole.
1: Right. Yeah. They're, they're really like, he keeps referring to her as like a Russian gymnast or whatever. I think he wants to have, or at least at the, at the outset, he wants to have a fairly simple idea of her. And she consistently proves that she is a more complex and interesting person uh, than, than you might've assumed. And I think it's really good. Yeah. She rules. And also it's good that the show is, uh, I don't know if they're intentionally, like, you know, responding to feedback of the way that some of these characters have been portrayed, or whether it's just a happy accident that they they stumbled on someone more interesting than they predicted, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they found someone with an incredible amount of depth so far, and it's been fantastic to, uh, like, be invited piece by piece into Dash's world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So that evening, they end up at a batchy couch. Dasha tells Nick that she is looking for someone caring and protective, but also driven and inspiring. I like this.
0: Um, She didn't mention bees at all.
1: No, that is odd. Uh, I guess maybe they would have cut it for time. Um, Maybe because each time that you've said that, it has taken about 30 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) Um Yeah, we we learned that she separated from her ex-husband nearly three years ago. Um, She explains it was a pretty amicable split. They just kind of grew apart. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also learned that Nick is pro-kids. He says, quote, Yeah, for sure. I'm all about it. Um, uh, Yeah. I am not sold (laughs) necessarily on that, but um, I don't know. What do you think? Look. Does uh, Nick want kids? We
0: knew that... Look, we knew that he was pro snapper, and it yes. appears now that he's pro whippersnapper too.
1: Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, that just checks out. That just makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Um, Nick mentions a couple of times that having kids is all about finding the ra- the right person and going for it, which to me. I, maybe I'm being too sensitive, but it kind of strikes me as a bit of a strange thing to say to a single mother that you don't really know that well. Somewhat like of an about,
0: oversimplification, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and talking about like finding the right person, and then if they're, they've they ended up splitting up for whatever reason. like it's It just seems like I would tread a little bit more lightly if it, if it were me There's, in this situation.
0: I agree. Um, but mm. then, also, I've never dated anyone with a kid. I don't know what the fuck I would say.
1: No, I don't know either. Um, I'm sure I would say something equally embarrassing, probably just slightly different. (laughs) I might just do a big fart noise, knowing me. (laughs) I might even just do a big fart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm bitching it. It's very funny and uncomfortable.
1: What are your thoughts on kids? (laughs) Uh, Good. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Nick Nick has been so pleasantly surprised by the date that he offers her a rose in Russian, which is a fun move. It's a move it's nice. last used by Maddie J when he offered Flo a rose in Dutch. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, um, so that was about a year ago. Why not recycle it? Uh, Makes sense. They, yeah, but, well, you know, it, take, it takes some effort. I think it's cute. Um, And they yeah. share a kiss. And Dasha tells the camera, I feel like Nick is someone I can fall for, potentially. So Beautiful. You can compare that, I guess, with the other like declarations of potential love from this episode. I don't want to do a full like analysis of it, necessarily, but there it is. Um, let's talk about this group date, I guess. It's weird. Um, Yeah, it is a bit. Um, Osher and Nick welcome the women to Allianz Stadium, which will be the location of the inaugural Bachelor Arrow Tag Championships. So you know, it's laser tag with arrows. Like you get it. Um, The best and fairest player of the game will get some extra time with Nick. You get it, right? Yeah, it's one of the. It's yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, And and it really, really fucking doesn't matter on this date. Um, None of it matters. Cat is. Yeah, one one thing that maybe matters is that Cat is selected as captain of the Batchy Blues, and then Shannon is captain of the Red Bears. So you've got a little bit of competitive sort of rivalry there already. I think they knew what they were doing when they picked the captains. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, um, this, this is a kind of date that really doesn't trans- well, translate well to a podcast, because it's just a lot of running around and playing a sport and that kind of thing. There are a few fun moments... Um, Nick tells the red team about the five P's preparation prevents piss poor performance. Did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it's particularly funny that he is then pretty quickly hitting the ghoulies by Emily (laughs) Uh, could have prepared better. Maybe put a cup in or something like that. I don't want to tell him how to do his job, but he's a a sports person, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. Look, it's interesting because now he's going to have a poor piss performance.
1: Oh, you might be right. Very good um, Yeah, I don't know Osha I think, is doing his best to keep the energy up He's got a microphone He's, like, announcing everything that happens But I don't think anyone's actually watching the show To see this kind of date, right? No, you I just don't yawned. think so either <laughs> Yeah, I was actually answering.
0: yawning straight through it
1: hmm. Anyway, the red team wins the first round um, Then Nick gives the Mice in a bucket of cream speech Almost word for word From Catch Me If You Can um, to motivate the blue team. Have you seen Catch Me If You Can, Max?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't oh, heard Max. about this before.
1: Oh, you should catch it if you can. It's a good flick. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it, uh, I'll say... I
0: actually have seen it, and I let you... I just... I set you up. I'm, oh, I'm sorry for setting you up. Hey, um, you know what? But I just... You know when T you know Hanks someone for 50 episodes? Oh, Fuck. <laughs>
1: Good Sorry, these, yeah, these puns are really. Oh, that's done. I like that. I was going to say these have been a pilot of DiCaprio, but that was actually pretty <laughs> fun. <sighs> um, just, uh, enough of that spiel. Bug that can is.
0: Catch me if you can. Can can.
1: All right, it's good for you. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I was really like checking my phone through this whole date. It's just literally just Later. a lot of running around and sports and stuff. Brittany eventually misunderstands the rules and loses it for her team. So Red wins again, but it doesn't matter. The outcome, the points are made up, everything, you know, whatever. Uh, Nick Pitts picks Cat from the blue team for the alone time. Um, fairly arbitrary. I don't know if she was best and fairest in any real measurable way, but there you go.
0: It was probably just encouraged or put upon him that this is a good conversation to have right now for the show.
1: Yes, I think so. I think Nick
0: generally is quite an uh, amenable bachelor for the producers for that reason. Mm. I don't know if that's something that you've come across, but it seems like he's pretty willing to do whatever it takes to make the gears of the show turn.
1: Yeah, I think he's much more aware than he's letting on about some things in the cast. Like, I, I think he knows that Kat is, you know, and Vanessa's such... Like, you know, there are people he could be sending home, I'm sure, that he's deciding not to for the sake of ratings yeah. and stuff.
0: Like he didn't need Kayla to tell him that?
1: Right, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a feeling he he could cotton on before that. (laughs) Uh, So that evening, Kat and Nick are at a batchy couch on the field. Nick asks what her plans are for the next few years. Kat says she's still building her business as a jewellery designer whilst living in Bali, but she wants to move back to Australia before too long. For some reason... Nick then says, righto, so you're definitely a thinker, not a stinker. Is this an expression?
0: And are these things mutually exclusive?
1: <laughs> right. As a great thinker and a great stinker, I, I choose to believe, yeah, there are plenty of exceptions to the rule.
0: You can be both, Zavi. Believe in yourself.
1: Find you a man <laughs> who, who can <could> do that. <laughs> He's right here. Um, Boy, can I. <laughs> yeah. So, Cat starts gradually moving in for a smooch. Nick tells her, Nick tells her to her face. I think if it's rushed, it can sort of take some of the longevity out of it. Seemingly pretty clear about how he doesn't want to do this kiss, but when like pushed, that. yes. But when pushed, he does give her a little kiss on the cheek. Cat is a little embarrassed, but she doesn't seem too shaken by it. And then Nick says, Ah, oh, cat, you're an interesting one. You're up to something. And then she's like, Mm, I'm always up to something. It's like kind of vaguely flirty, but it's not it doesn't feel like sparks flying necessarily.
0: It's kinda like that. It reminds me of the rat from Bananas in Pajamas. <laughs> you know what I rat mean? Like hat. It's kinda like Yeah. Yeah, is it rat in a hat? Yeah, it must I be. I believe so. And he's sort of like, uh um Trust me, I'm a rat. And Mm. she's like, I'm always up to something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's something cheese and whiskers about the whole thing.
1: Was it you and me who were talking about whether B1 and B2 were their actual names? Or whether they're code names? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. What could the codes be? We've, I mean, we've certainly been down this wormhole probably on this podcast. Yeah, Um,
1: you could be right. You've got, in your past relationship, you had B1 and B2 and then a whole bunch of other Bs, right?
0: Oh uh, good.
1: <laughs> All right. Very good. Let's go to the cocktail part B. Um <mumbles> P E teacher or B E or P B or, BB, <laughs> uh, BB teacher BB. or BB U, B B. Blair,
0: uh B B teacher. B teacher. B B uh blair. <laughs> that's
1: a ball, folks. That's bull. Okay. <laughs> PE teacher Blair has cooked up a plan. (laughs) She's cooked up a plan to get some screen time. Um, Whilst everyone else is wearing gowns and heels, she dresses up in a two-piece sportswear getup. Uh, She's brought a whistle and a basketball, and she tells Nick that he's very late for detention. Uh, He's in trouble for not talking to her at the last two cocktail parties. Um, This is a really cute and good little setup to a nice little thing so, naturally, the show doesn't care about it at all, and we focus instead on Romy and Kat calling her, quote, a massive bogan, calling Vanessa Sunshine is, a, quote, uh, snake queen, and calling Cass a, quote, hot mess. Uh,
0: is there a faster way to say that Blair is not the winner?
1: Um, No. This pretty much gets it out of the way. Hey, how long do you reckon she's got now? A week, tops?
0: <sighs> yeah, two, maybe. I don't know. We're I mean, getting it's a good little bit they... of Blair now.
1: It's good that they gave her the roughly thirty seconds here, but we don't even see anything close to like a substantial chunk with her.
0: No, um, the only thing that we got from her um was maybe uh Shannon or Sophie, Sophie, who by the way, has become quite a good narrator for the show, talking about mm. how great she looks in activewear, and then there was nothing of her connection with Nick whatsoever,
1: yeah, yeah, so let's go to this rose ceremony. Um, Asha tells us that two more women will be eliminated and thus Nick calls out the names in this order. Rhiannon, Tanil, Ashley, Sophie, Shannon, Alicia, Romy, Brooke, Blair, Brittany, Omastar, Emily, Kat, Magmar, <laughs> Vanessa, Sunshine, and Cass. So, <laughs> I
0: can't believe Omastar has st- snuck through so many <laughs> weeks in a row.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, something it's about the he's like shell or... Lo-
0: yeah, yeah, like he's looking at all of these beautiful women and then he's like, nah, I could probably fuck this inanimate cartoon um, with tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, yeah. you know, it's, he's an open-minded guy. I like that about him. It's good. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, not making the cut, were kids entertainer Steph and yoga teacher Alexandra. Alexandra calls him a champion and leaves without making a fuss. And then Steph... Walks up to him and an extreme close up on her face as she simply says, "I can't believe that I shave my legs for this." And she walks off, giving giving him an icy look. And Nick nods and says, "Fair enough."
0: More devastating burn. Steph saying that, or Alexandra simply champing him on the way out.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. Like I think the. I think the shave legs thing is funny, but I also think she probably thought of it six months before even applying to be on the show. Like it yeah. gave me that kind of a feeling. It uh, sounds and
0: really forced.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I think it's that thing we were talking about before of like, you know, um, coming onto the show so that you can be a moment or whatever, you know? And, and I'm sure, uh, a lot of people didn't feel like it was forced and probably thought it was super funny. And, Maybe she is super funny generally and whatever Instagram followers she gets out of this will be delighted by everything she's got to say in the future. I have no reason to know anything about Steph at all. She's been barely on screen at all. So, I mean, the fact that she managed to get her funny line in is good. Like, you know, the editors could have cut it as well, but they recognized that she had put in some effort. Um yeah, I don't know. It's-, it's
0: nice to see some reward on investment, return on investment for uh, for Steph there. I right. don't know. For me, I didn't think it was that funny or that like dramatic or whatever. It was mm. fine. Um, mm. I was much more impressed by Alexandra just hitting him with the champ on the way out. Yeah. Yep. Do you think just... Like, champ is worth- worse or chief is worse? This is a conversation Ugh. I've been having with a few people lately.
1: I get called chief from time to time and I really don't know what to do with it. Like... It's terrible. I think, yeah, I don't like when people give me a nickname that implies I'm of some position of power or you know, of <laughs> any importance at all, because it's very clear that I'm not like, I don't. I just don't think like, it, to me, I feel like they're being sarcastic. Maybe they yes. are, maybe they aren't. But uh, it always reads that way to me. Yeah. I am Pedroia chief of nothing. That-
0: <laughs> chief of nothing is a good album title.
1: Hmm. Might be right. Yeah, go a, with A that. good thanks album title even. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh
0: that's kinda it. That's that's sort of what happens in the program, isn't it?
1: That's right. Yeah, we see a little flash of next time. Uh surprise, surprise, Nick has a boat date with someone and it's uh it's Sophie this time. Um Wow, thank and, God. Yeah, and then we're also gonna do this thing that they they sort of like doing now where Nick's parents and brother show up at the mansion. Uh cool. I, yeah, for what reason? I'm not sure. Just to make sure you watch, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to get the, the badger family in. I'm True. Just, this is the thing. I am I just want Molly to show up.
1: Molly You who? know,
0: we've got to get the whole cast of Farthing Wood in there at some point. <laughs> and I just can't wait until this sweet little thing pops up from underground. Oh, badger. Oh, badger. Badger.
1: I would love if we could also have mushroom, mushroom, <laughs> snake. <laughs> oh, we had the snake earlier this episode, so I guess that's
0: fine. We did. Yeah, snake's done. We're taken care yeah. of. Yeah. All right. All Are right. going to do
1: this? I think so. Um, we're a little bit pressed for time, so we might have to wrap up quickly this week. But thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. Um, we really appreciate it. And if you do get the chance, um, funnily enough, we did actually come here to make friends so, we would love it if you might be able to share the podcast around with some pals, maybe post it online. I know it's a little bit gross to do that kind of thing, but it really goes a long way to help us get out to more people. So, if you think other we people would it. enjoy it, we would really love it's that. It's it's It is. It's pretty, it's pretty steamy, honestly. Yeah, I'm, that's, yeah, I'm really, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what
0: I would reckon about
1: it. It's yeah, hot TMI, but like, yeah. yeah. Um, People who do it are typically hotter um yeah i 've noticed yeah. some some new ones have been coming through so um you'll you'll not be alone and and we would really love that um but also just uh you know have a good week and and check us out on social media we're b o h pod just about everywhere uh two places anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that 's about it um you know take care of yourselves take care of each other and uh, we wish you all the very best uh, maxwell thank you for joining me and Xavier, uh, thank you
0: and uh yeah you know like i always say <laughs> here we go forever listeners repeat it along at home (laughs) yeah as As soon as you you are given given the chance to please i beg beg of you you, without without a doubt doubt, for for the entirety of your life and for the the prosperity prosperity of of mine mine,
1: you must think before you act and dive in with the benevolence of a dolphin. dolphin I, I wish, wish you, you all, all the, the very, very bees. bees. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Love I you. Knew. Running at a time. Make a must. be for me. Searching for a sign. To lead me to the end of the world. I know we fell in love. Following my heart so gladly.